If you think losing weight will make you more confident, or you keep putting things off by saying, what I'm confident I'll do, then you absolutely need to hear this episode. I'm going to tell you the secret to becoming confident. And guess what? You don't need to lose weight to do it. Let's go. Are you a gym baddie committed to leveling up in all areas through health and fitness? This podcast is for you. Hi, hello. My name is Danika. I'm an online coach, personal trainer, and your host of Fit Chit Chat. I help women just like you stop spinning your wheels with a no BS approach so you can reshape your body, feel your strongest yet, and create confidence that is authentic to you. Together, we'll delve into all the topics that matter, how to maximize your progress in the gym, make nutrition a no-brainer, and streamline the process to make achieving goals simple. You are guaranteed to leave feeling educated, entertained, and empowered to become your baddest damn self. Hi, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Fit Chit Chat podcast. The first thing I want to say and the most exciting thing I want to say is I have a grand announcement that I will be giving you all of the details to at the end of this episode. If you follow me on Instagram or you've heard me speak about it already, the Ignite Training Party, the first ever Ignite Training Party event is happening and doors are actually open today and I'll give you all the details to register and what it's all about at the end of this episode. So make sure you stick around for that. I'm going to start the podcast by doing a little bit more of like a personal update for the first few minutes. I know there's a few of you that have been wanting to know a little bit more about like my training and my food and what's happening with me. So let's kick off that now. I, (laughs) if you heard in the last episode, my voice was still a bit croaky because I had bronchitis. Um, uh, I've been healed for about a week now. And to be fair, getting back into the gym this week was fucking rough, like, Energy still wasn't there. I'd get through like the first exercise and I would feel zonked. Obviously being really sensible coming back from being sick and or if you've taken time away for any reason, maybe you've just um, gone on a holiday or you've been sick or just life things or maybe you've had a baby or something like that and you're getting back into the gym. I will do a whole podcast episode on this, but chill the fuck out. Like take it slow, take it sensibly, um, be a little bit more conservative with your approach. Reason being is like, I know you're motivated and excited to get back in, but if you go in balls to the wall, all energy, really excited, even like picking up the weights that you were doing before you took the time away, you're probably going to end up pretty sore after one to two sessions. And the last thing we want is you feeling absolutely crippled and cooked because your recovery is then going to be shocking as well. You're going to be really sore. You're going to feel almost burnt immediately. Um, and then probably end up needing some more time off. So be sensible. That first week back in, it's just kind of like feel how your body's feeling because you might still be recovering. Um, just kind of move your body, especially if you've had time off. Your body's probably completely recovered and there's no like um, inflammation or damage to the muscle. It's like fully recovered, which means when you train, it's going to be really sore. Um, so all of those things, I can do a full podcast episode on that. But yeah, so this week kind of just been – Uh, I've taken it really slowly. I did two of my four sessions earlier in the week and then it's like it's Saturday today and I've done the third one, even though I would normally have done that on Thursday. So I'm a few days behind, just given my body was still recovering. Like I should have trained yesterday, should have trained the day before. Skipped both of those days because I was just, yeah, I was gassed. Work's busy at the moment. So obviously um, a lot of stress, a lot of uh, lack of sleep, et cetera. I've got a lot on my plate. So training kind of took a bit of a backseat. But, you know, I'm, I'm getting back from being sick anyway. So hopefully next week into the full swing of things. Uh, otherwise, I'm obviously doing the Ignite Training Party with all of you 
all of the girls. So I will probably transition to a little bit of a prep for that myself as well. Um, but I'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. So let's jump into this episode. We are talking all things confidence. It's I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself that. Uh, if you're anybody on Instagram, you would have heard that used as a trending audio for reels so much recently, so much, so much. Um, and it's stuck in my head because I was like, this con- this episode is going to be all about confidence. And then straight away in my head, I'm like, it's all about confidence, baby. Anyway, let's get, let's get into it. I want to start by saying like, what if I told you that your size doesn't determine your confidence? You might be sitting there being like, Danica, I know I need to lose weight. I know I'll feel better about myself and feel better in my skin when I have lost weight. And I'm going to tell you right now, maybe you will, but I can almost guarantee that you won't. Okay. Take this from me. I have been a lot lighter than I currently am. Actually, trigger warning, I'll use body weight numbers. I was about 85 kilos when I first started getting into like training and and wanting to lose weight, etc. I got down to 49 when I was competing and now I'm sitting around like 70 to 75. I think I'm like 72 and a half this morning. So I have been bigger. I've been smaller. I've been leaner. I've been had more body fat. I've been in a few different size shaped bodies. Um, It's definitely changing shape at the moment. The amount of muscle that I've been kind of growing in the last 12, 18 months. Um, And I'll tell you right now, I've been bigger, I've been smaller, and right now is the most confident I've ever been. So when I say that size doesn't determine your confidence, I'm speaking from, you know, my own experience here for sure. So I can tell you firsthand. We've also all seen like a woman in a bigger body that is absolutely fucking glowing. Whether you know someone in in real life or it's a woman you've seen at the gym or someone you follow on Instagram, like how the hell does she feel so incredibly confident and just absolutely ooze this aura, this glow around her when technically she's in a body that society would deem unideal being in a bigger body. Like, you know, obviously society standards, it's like smaller is better, leaner, women should be petite, etc. You know, less body fat is ideal according to like, I guess, society standards, right? And that the pressure on the, that is placed on women. <clears throat> so why can we see a woman in a bigger body? And we all know one that is confident AF, Okay. Hmm, that doesn't make sense, does it? We could also be in a smaller body and still feel like a sack of shit, okay? You're probably smaller than that woman that you're looking at and going, oh, so she's bigger than me. Like, shouldn't I be more confident in my skin because I'm smaller? Like, how is she so confident? How many of you also look back on old photos of yourself, maybe from when you were younger, like 18 or early 20s or something like that, and be like, Man, I thought I was fat then, like I'm bigger now. And I had so many insecurities when I was at that body size, even though I was smaller. I was thinking like, I wish I was leaner. I wish I had less body fat. Yet I'm in a bigger body now. Why did I think that about me then? I look at my old photos and think, well, look how small I was. And, you know, I was very insecure or had no self-confidence. I'm wondering whether you can relate to that. I hear it all of the time. So now you can start to see that maybe body size doesn't necessarily dictate your confidence, but you might still be thinking like weight loss will leave me more confident. If I lost weight, I know I would be more confident. You can't tell me that I wouldn't be. I'm going to give you this example and I've used it in a podcast episode before where it's like, sure, if you lost body weight because you were dangerously sick, maybe you were hospitalized, maybe you were under a lot of stress, like 
you know, there was a death in the family or work is crazy, or maybe you're going through a relationship breakup or like a marriage breakdown or something like that. And you lost uh, some weight. Would you actually be more confident? Probably not, right? You'd be going through a lot of other things that are occupying your headspace, but you wouldn't necessarily be more confident in that body or in your skin because you were weighing less. Knowing that it had come from all of these, you know, unhealthy behaviors or non-ideal scenarios resulting in this weight loss, right? So if it's not about body weight or body size or losing body weight, what is it then? What is it? It's being proud of your behaviors and being proud of your actions. It's acting in alignment with your values and what's important to you. It's doing the things that you said you would. It's keeping promises to yourself. It's setting boundaries and holding those boundaries. It's seeing progress for the effort that we've been putting in. It's appreciating and loving qualities about yourself that are other than physical attributes. All of these things can help build self-confidence, okay? When we step outside our comfort zone and we challenge ourselves and we get a little bit in unfamiliar territory and we come through the other side of it, we feel really fucking confident, right? So if you're also someone that keeps saying, you know, I'll be be confident when I do this or I wish I was confident enough to do X, Y, Z, it's like you won't be confident until you do those things, okay? Courage comes first. Having the courage to step outside your comfort zone and do something or or feel the fear, feel uncertain about something, feel worried or nervous or scared or, you know, unsure and still fucking doing it anyway, like face the fear and do the things anyway, that's building confidence. That builds confidence when you get through the other side of it. The fact that you've done something that maybe felt made you feel really uneasy, that builds, you know, self-trust and following your intuition and backing yourself. You know, self-confidence, self-efficacy comes from this. This is what makes confidence, okay? Feeling the fear and doing things anyway. Feeling proud of what you've achieved even though you didn't think you were able to do it, okay? It doesn't come from I'm going to be confident first and then I will do X, Y, Z. It's actually the other way around. Okay. It's definitely the other way around because who's to say that you will ever be confident enough to do X, Y, Z. Why live your life waiting for someday, something X, Y, Z, some body shape, something else to live your life, like to determine what you're going to do to do the things that make you happy. Okay. I've said this in a podcast episode before. Um, if you've ever read the book, more than a body. She talks about like imagining herself moving to New York. She really wanted to move to New York, but the version of her that she imagined living in New York was like a smaller body, was prettier, was skinnier, was all of these things. And she's like, well, realistically, if I want to live in New York, I could live in New York exactly as I am right now. I don't have to wait for that future version of me. There's no reason that the current version of me can't do and have and be all those things. So fucking move, right? I want to give you a couple of examples too. Like I have a client who trains in tights and a sports bra. Okay. One week she was absolutely feeling herself, feeling confident in her skin, feeling, feeling absolutely fucking good in her tights and sports bra where two weeks earlier she wasn't, she was feeling really insecure. She was feeling fluffy, like all those words that we use. So what was different? What happened between those two weeks? Because realistically, your physique, even if you were like in a deficit and losing body fat and stuff, like there's not much that's going to, not a huge amount that's going to happen in the space of two weeks, right? So her body wasn't different. 
but how she felt about herself was different. She had been eating the best that she could. She had been training consistently. She'd been getting a lot of sleep. Work was going well, like all of these things lined up. So she was feeling really good in her skin. There's nothing that had changed in that two weeks other than the way that she was showing up and the things that she was doing. I've also got a client, uh, another one, I'm going to give you an example here. Now, this client was someone that avoided looking in the mirrors at the gym. She was super self-conscious, didn't want to look in the mirrors. And the first time I noticed it is when she was squatting, she was looking sideways. And I was like, all right, you need to have your neck, like look forward. You need to have your neck in a neutral position. She always looked sideways when she was squatting because she literally couldn't stand looking at herself in the mirror. Isn't that crazy to think, right? So I asked her, like, do you think you can look forward to actually just keep an eye on your technique instead? Like, don't look at yourself. Don't look at your body and pick yourself apart and, you know, body check and, you know, pick out all these areas that you hate and ridicule yourself and berate yourself while you're squatting. I want you to look forward and actually just keep an eye on your technique for me. You know, are are your knees falling in when you're squatting? Are your hips shifting sideways? Uh, Are you hitting depth in your squat? You know, are are you even under the bar or, or are you to one side or something like that? And when she did that, she, she was happy to do that because that's obviously like not looking at herself. She was looking at like her knees and trying to focus on certain things about her movement. Not only did her tech improve, obviously, because she's actually self-assessing as she's squatting and having a look because, hint, hint, if you're looking sideways when you squat, you're probably squatting sideways. You might not think it, you might not feel it, but you're probably hip shifting and sitting more to one side. But, you know, she was happy to look forward and not only did her tech improve because she was self-assessing in the moment, do you know what else happened? She was unintentionally exposing herself to the way that she looked in the mirror. You know, she was unconsciously actually seeing her body for what it is right now. When we moved on to the next exercise, you know, I do the same thing, shoulder pressing. I'm like, all right, like let's self-assess. Are you doing this? Are you doing that? Blah, blah, blah. She actually stopped and went, hey, look at my shoulders. This was the first time she'd actually noticed her progress and noticed a change, that muscle that she'd been working so hard for. She initially was focusing on what her body was capable of and the way that it moved, right? And interestingly enough, she ended up liking what she saw instead. So we took the focus away from looking at her body about the way that it is shaped and more on the way that it's moving and what she's doing and her technique and her exercises. And interestingly enough, it resulted in her liking what she saw, right? Now, this might not happen overnight, but repeat exposure will help you. The more you see yourself, you're going to just kind of accept it. You're going to get to like body neutrality almost. The mirrors in the gym aren't there so that you can pick yourself apart or make yourself feel like shit or anything like that. I want you to reframe the way that you use them in the gym. You know, at worst, you'll at least get used to what you look like. And at best, you might actually learn to fucking love it. Okay. So I want you to have a think about it. Like, are you someone that avoids the mirrors in the gym? This could be absolutely something that you could start to do. It's not a nice feeling when you're like body checking, but what if I told you like, you don't have to do that. Even if you're not exactly where you want to be right now, you can still love and appreciate what you see in the mirror en route to whatever your dream physique might be. Okay, so you can see from all of these, from these client examples and from my own experience and, you know, what I'm talking about, like 
doing the things, going through with behaviors, taking those chances, getting outside your comfort zones. These are all the things that actually create confidence. Suddenly it's not about weight loss because like the example I gave before, you could lose the weight and still not feel very confident about yourself. It's absolutely possible. Now, I am obviously not a psychologist. I don't deal with, you know, extreme body image cases. I'm not a counselor. I'm not any sort of like health specialized in that field, but I absolutely can recommend and refer you to some people if that's something that you want to delve into a little bit more. If you feel that maybe you're struggling with some form of body dysmorphia, I know we hear that a lot on social media and and whether it's actually, you know, people just throwing it around or it's something that you're actually struggling with, um, then I would always obviously encourage you to seek further help. But, you know, when I talk about doing the things it's when you're showing up to the gym consistently that you feel really fucking good about yourself it's when you're hitting your macros all the time that you start to believe that you are a fit and healthy person you know you're choosing the actions and doing the behaviors of the person that you want to be even if your body isn't there yet even if you haven't lost the weight yet you feel really good about like following through with what you said, having a commitment to yourself and doing it. Maybe you're making the decisions that are a little bit harder, you know, like actually having your meal prep, not ordering Uber Eats when you get home. That's when you feel really fucking good about the things that you're doing, right? Now, if this is you, I absolutely have something for you. And it's the Ignite Training Party. Let's chat about it. The reason I say this is because this is something that you can literally work on and start to feel really fucking confident, okay? If you're the woman that's sick of seeing challenges that are only for weight loss and you're finding it hard to stay consistent, you know, you lack motivation or excitement to get in the gym at the moment, if you're the only one of your friends who lifts weights and you really want to meet other women that you can actually connect with and you want to work on a goal that isn't solely based on what you look like or how much you weigh, then the Ignite Training Party is for you, okay? If you're up for a challenge where you can push yourself a little bit outside your comfort zone, like I've been talking about, so that we can actually build your confidence and your self-esteem, if you want to take part in an event that showcases your strength and celebrates what your body can do, and if you want to finish this experience feeling like a strong as fuck, absolute gym baddie and feel really proud of what you've achieved, and if you want to meet and collaborate with a group of women just like you and all work on this goal together, you know, extra accountability, not just me. (laughs) And if you want to have a fucking ton of fun doing it, Ignite Training Party, Ignite Training Party, Ignite Training Party. I feel so, I felt so compelled to create Ignite Training Party because there are so many of you out there looking for something to work on your health and fitness goals that doesn't revolve solely around the scales, fat loss, or how you look. Maybe you're sick of chasing the number and, and trying to lose body fat that you're over it, but you still want to work on your health and fitness goals. You'd rather showcase what your body can do, feel powerful and strong and have a bunch of fun doing it. And honestly, what better way to do that than alongside a bunch of other badass and supportive women all sharing the same experience. And of course, we're going to finish with a giant lifting party to celebrate. Okay. The Ignite Training Party registrations are now open as of today, as of today, the 26th of February, 2024. What is involved? I'm sure you want some of the other details. The Ignite Training Party is on the 1st of June and leading up to that day so that you feel super confident, super equipped, super ready to absolutely take on this challenge of a day, you will get 
12 weeks of premium one-to-one Operation Ignite online coaching leading up to the event to guarantee you feel strong, shaped, and unstoppable. You're also going to get a bucket load of extras on top of the coaching experience like um, take-home professional photos of you looking badass and strong at the lifting party. There's going to be an exclusive group chat with all of the other training party ladies leading up to the day. So if you're a little bit nervous about meeting new people, you're actually going to know each other for 12 weeks. Um, And then it's just like meeting everybody in real life on the day. (laughs) Um, We're also going to do a mood board workshop at the start of the 12 weeks to plan how you want to look and feel and train on the day so that you're really focused. And, you know, we've got this vision for what we want to get from the day. You're also going to get a goodie bag and some more. So there is an info pack that I can send you. Registrations are now open. I want to put a big disclaimer on this. Disclaimer? I want to put a big (laughs) announcement with this. The first week of registration this week, there is an early bird special. So if you're on the fence about it, if you're thinking about doing it, you want to do it, do it fucking now. Message me now so that you can get that early bird price of only $49 for the ticket on the day. Otherwise, it's going to go up to $99 next week. It's only open for two weeks. First week, you get the early bird price. Second week, it is a little bit more. So if you're going to do it, you might as well do it now and get that early bird price. There is an info pack that I can send you with some other questions that, you know, I've been asked about like what's going to happen on the day and like where is it based and who's going to be there and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, if you're worried about the pressures of training in front of everyone, all of that is answered in the um, info pack. So if you're excited, as excited as I am about the Ignite training party, absolutely don't wait. Send me a message on Instagram ASAP with the letters. ITP, Ignite Training Party. The spaces will be capped because obviously I've got a private studio um, and the gym can only hold so many. I can only, you know, to make this event super like intimate and fun and well-managed, I can only have so many women there. So send me a message now. Make sure that you can secure your place and I can't fucking wait. It's going to be the best. Otherwise, that is it for me. If you have resonated with this episode, please share it on Instagram story or send it to a girlfriend. If you have any questions, shoot me a message on Instagram. Otherwise, that is it from me. Have an incredible week. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Fit Chit Chat. I have three things for you. One, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single drop. Two, share this episode on your social media and tag me in it. And three, follow me on Instagram and slide into my DMs. Let me know what resonated with you details in the show notes. And until next week, goodbye.